comic timing is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network, Network bitch. <laughs> Print it. Welcome to episode 172 of Comic Timing, a comics podcast voted to the average comic book fan from the average comic book fan. Join us at Brent Casino, a rotating panel of guests, and myself, Ian Levison, discuss whatever comes to mind, time after time, here on Comic Timing. Today we play some summer movie catch-up as we talk about Avengers Age of Ultron, Jurassic World, Mad Max, and whatever other movies we happen to see, plus some movie news. I hear there's some Spider-Man stuff to talk about. And some actual comic books. Here now, comic timing. Hey there, folks. My name's Ian Levinstein, and welcome to episode 172 of Comic Timing. The chime means we've begun. And uh, on, on today's episode, first off, joined by the Yang of my Yin, or the Yin of my Yang, depending on the days of the week. Brett Casino, what's going on, Brent? I was going to say, I'm not Asian. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You and so it begins. And so it begins. Hey, I'm married to an Asian. My kid's part Asian. That, that, that makes you honorary. I'm covered. Yeah, yeah, come on, man. You're good. You're I good. eat enough rice and noodles in a year to be considered Asian, probably. Exactly. <sighs> I like Thai food. What's going on, Brent? Not much. Not much, not much. Good, 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 good. Brandon Christopher is here as well on now what is now a working microphone. Yeah, baby, what's up, yo? <laughs> you are going to hear some decent back matter on today's episode, folks, because oh we have God, 16 you... minutes of delay. <laughs> Watch tonight be the night Brandon's phone decides to take shit on him. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> then, then, then he'll be literally using, like a, like, a string with a can on the other side of it to connect. It'll be great. Except uh, he's going to rock all the way to New York. Yeah. At least. And, uh, and joining us uh, for the first time a friend of brandon christopher and uh, the co-host of that podcast that'll never come out it's ados baron thank you guys for uh, long time fan first time caller <laughs> <laughs> so so if you're the ying to his yang can i be the yang to brandon's wang oh certainly certainly <laughs> everybody wang chung tonight mm. well uh and uh before we get even further as usual we're sponsored by dcbs discount comic book service at dcbservice.com where you can get 40 percent off of marvel dc image and dark horse single issues 50 percent off of marvel and dc hardcovers and trades and bundles 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 out the wazoo more than likely, this will be coming out in the first week of July, so I will not give you any complete discounts because they will have changed by then, but the bundles will still be there. I'm sure there's going to be a vertical bundle like there usually is. Uh, there might even be a uh, boom bundle, so there's hey, one or two of those. How, how tall is that vertical bundle? The, 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 vertical, the vertigo bundle, which also sounds like vertical, uh, is, is pretty tall, actually. Yeah, it, it, it's about uh, 10 or... 15 books long so uh you know you, you can you can make a decent tower out of that sweet, sweet. yeah and uh Complete yeah new constantine too oh yeah yeah new constantine that's true but it's not vertigo so <sighs> nope and Ver- and constantine got canceled so yeah, <sighs> that, that Hooray. yep sure you <laughs> and, no, come and, on we'll sign a petition maybe someone will uh, pick it up hey, i watched all the episodes it wasn't Berlanti, can you hear Berlanti, pick it up Berlanti, please <laughs> Hey, there's more of a chance of Hannibal being picked up somewhere else than there is Constantine at this point. Speaking of which, uh, speaking of Constantine, you can also read Constantine on Comixology, and if you're going to use TCBS's Comixology storefront, you can save even further on your monthly order. 
DCBService.com. We thank them for their sponsorship. So there was this movie that came out about uh, a month back, maybe even more than that. Shit. How long ago did Age of Ultron come out? Uh, the first week of May. First week of May. Well, it's about time to talk about it now that it's almost July. <laughs> Like usual. <laughs> yeah, like usual, man. But I, this was almost on purpose because I, I kind of felt like just saving things for general, uh, you know, summer movie wrap up, even though there's still Ant-Man to come. Uh, we, the Ant-Man. We, yeah, we, we've kind of sh- almost shot our, our load when it comes to uh, uh, summer movies at this point. But we'll talk Age of Ultron first. And uh, I'm going to let Brent uh, give his thoughts on the movie first. Uh, how did it uh, stack up to other Marvel movies and Avengers itself? You know, I, I have gotten, as the resident comic book nerd of my circle, yeah, I've gotten a lot of questions about Age of Ultron. Okay. And the answer I always give is, it's more Avengers. Okay. And people look at me like, you probably just looked at your monitor, and I, w- I look at them back with a, the same, a similar pensive look and say, you know, if you liked the original Avengers, mm-hmm. you're going to like this one. Yeah. Are you going to think it's better? I don't know, but it's more Avengers. It's more of the same, you know, there, yes, there was some like, you know, we got some new characters and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. on a whole level, it was more Avengers. And the fact that we have now two Avengers movies, not just one is a site to be <laughs> considered, uh, in the scope of the quality of the film. If you, if you want, I hope to. they put that on the back of the Blu-ray. It was the second Avengers movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's more, but different. I mean, yeah. uh, unfortunately, it's not like Dark Knight or Superman 2 mm-hmm. where you can be like definitively, this is way better than anything we've gotten before. Right. There there was some uh, positive uh, steps in the right direction for this, like giving Hawkeye and Black Widow the spotlight when they really didn't get a lot to do in the first movie was, was pretty cool to see. And, uh, you know, taking some stuff from the Ultimate Universe for, for Hawkeye's backstory was a nice change of pace. And, you know, big fuck you to everybody who's been uh, putting uh, Black Widow and uh, and Hawkeye together as an OTP in the Avengers Universe. Well, tough shit, he's married. <laughs> but with two kids. With two kids, exactly. Three kids. Three kids. Because remember, she was Preggers. So, so 2.5 kids? Yeah, 2.5. Well, no, t- there's, was there a dog? Oh. Because Don Draper had her first. Yeah, there you go. It could have been Don's kid. We don't know. Could have just been gestating that long. But but no, like yeah, there were some steps in the right direction for this movie, but it wasn't like amazing. You know, it was not a game changing movie like the Avengers was in many aspects, or even Winter Soldier was uh, for Marvel. But it was it was fun. I had a good time, and I'm I'm glad that I saw it in the theater because it was a good a good theater movie. I am kind of annoyed that we yet again had a character get weedened, but you know it's it's a Joss Whedon movie, so what the fuck do you expect? Brandon, what'd you think? I'll agree with Brent. It is like I think Avengers is in that difficult position where you have to compare it to the Avengers, and the first Avengers is something completely different. It's right. something which hasn't ever been done before. An ensemble cast comic book film, mm-hmm. and while Avengers was Age of Ultron was good. Unfortunately, it can't ever live up to that hype of Avengers. So, I'm not saying it's a bad movie at all. It's actually a very good movie. It's just that it's not as good as the Avengers because there is that, not that hype that led up to it. Das, what do you think? 
Uh, I'm going to piggyback on what's been said prior. Um, I mean, you have all this hype that for the first film and almost like it blew its load. Um, so you have the hype for the first one and then you get the tease with Thanos and Brandon can attest to that moment. Um, <laughs> Who's that? Funniest story ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, have you told um, it? Have you told it on the air? No, but I think I will now. All right, well, we'll go ahead. Uh, go ahead, spill. So, Baron and I were at uh, our lo- local Cineplex watching Avengers, mm-hmm. and so the very scene when Thanos comes out, you know, it's the the other, it's the, the nameless one in Thanos talking. Yeah, and then right when he turns around, all he hears, "Oh my God, Thanos!" next to me. <laughs> and a little squeal of fanboy delight. I, I think you're actually underplayed. <laughs> oh my god, I, I, I am. I'm on the microphone, but oh my god! <sighs> While everyone yeah, else it, in the theater was like, "Huh?" Who is well, this? You know, it's dead silence, as is par for the course with most of the the post credit scenes. Yeah. And then, you know, like a, a year prior to its release, there were rumors that oh, maybe they'll fit him in, and then it eventually was squashed. And then to see that, not only to see that before we saw the movie, Brandon, you pretty much plotted that entire scene out with the exception of, you know, swapping a couple characters out. And then just you see the back of his head, and I'm known to get a little riled up when it comes to nurse movies and whatnot. And I just let out this squeal, this deafening squeal on top of this dead silent theater. I I couldn't get up for like a good ten minutes because I, I was so uh, <laughs> overworked. You're like napkins, bring me more napkins. <laughs> Pretty much, and I was the one driving, so it's like my my legs are still shaking. Uh, I might have to give the keys to someone else. Oh God! Yeah, I mean, luckily, I was walking through Manhattan afterwards, and we went and find and found a shawarma place to you know chill down <laughs> and, and relax afterwards. But I I I I, I can imagine. Uh, I was somewhat similar to you, as was my entire row of people when I saw the first Avengers movie. There was not much of that in this second one, especially I mean, afterwards with the whole, you know, fine, I'll do it myself. I'm like, didn't you decide yeah. that two movies ago? Right. Um, I mean, w- with that, um, it-, it brings up the question, where is that taking place? Did Did he make another Infinity Gauntlet? Because there was the gauntlet in Odin's throne room from the first Thor movie. Yeah, but that, that's like you know you can't you can't take that for canon because maybe possibly at that time they didn't even know that they were gonna do like a Thanos and they were like, hey, this would just be fun to see this in case we never get there. They, so, they, they okay. point they pointed out by the way uh, both both Brent and us that the gauntlet that Thanos wears in Age of Ultron is actually on a different hand than the gauntlet that was shown in, in Odin's throne room. So we are led to believe there is a left and right infinity gauntlet. Right. And well, it's, it's like the same thing also back to, to the throne room again, where we saw the eye of Agamotto. We also saw the gym of Saitorek as well. So they're little, I guess it's more like a little Easter egg. Just, uh, you know, like, oh, here you go, guys, for the nerds. Right. Yeah. And but it, you have this buildup for the first Avengers, which is bringing all these characters together in this monumental film. And then... At the end, you get to the Thanos moment. It's like, how are we going to build on this? And you get that, but that's not going to be your next film. We have to wait a couple. So what are we going to do with the interim? And part of me doesn't think that the... Like, I appreciated seeing Ultron, but I didn't think his motive, motives were fully fleshed out as mm-hmm. they could have been. Um, 
there was that opening scene with the atrocious CGI. I'm not, I'm not really in the in the atrocious CGI camp because I've heard some people say the exact same thing, and I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it was really just that opening scene. I I couldn't. It was a distraction to me. I mean, I'm not you know. Big yeah, I mean, into- obviously, it it looked green screen. Yeah, you could tell, especially mm. especially that scene where they're jumping off. Uh, they're all jumping at the uh, the Hydra agents. Uh, yeah, it, it looked CG, but also it looked like a comic book panel, which is what I think really what they're going for. I mean. I we really can't expect you know complete realism. I mean, this isn't you know yeah, right. the, D, the DC universe. We're not expecting you know a Dark Knight here. They're looking for a completely different tone. Right. So I mean, I expect each from I expect green screen from Marvel. And, uh, you know, I'm not expecting like a Nolan. Every everything must be real. Everything must be practical effects. You know. Well, it wasn't the green screen. It was more of the the Hydra agents they were fighting looked like they were pulled out of 2001. Hmm. Eh. I'm kind of wondering if it was the white background and just the contrast of the all-white background versus all these colorful characters just made you notice the inconsistencies more. That's very yeah, possible. Sure. Did you yeah. see it in 2D or 3D, by the way? 2D. Okay, all right, good. Yeah, because I, I saw it in 2D as well because there's no reason to see 3D if it's a conversion. Right. All of them are practically conversions now. Yeah. Not all like a lot. A lot more people are not shooting in native 3D anymore. That's true. Yeah. No, Unless you're Peter Jackson. Yeah. Well, it, it was shot in IMAX, wasn't it? Or was it shot? Was that converted to IMAX? No, also? that was converted to IMAX. That was converted oh, wow. to. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't pay the money for that then. Yeah. Uh, although I know that Infinity, what was it? Infinity War, I think, is going to be shot entirely in these new IMAX cameras. Yeah, which are which are getting cheaper now. Should probably lie. Yeah. And the accents, oh my god, the accents. <laughs> yeah, but again, those were <laughs> those were the type of accents that I fully expected to hear. Well, you, know? you, you did what? You did not expect that. <laughs> you didn't, you see, not, that you didn't see that coming. Hey, my sister, she is a witch, and I happen to run really fast. Uh, they're going to kill me off in the end because of uh, I don't know rights issues. And uh, hopefully, we uh, boinked off screen. Oof. <laughs> well, the, the only problem. Oh, the, oh, that just hit me. Ew. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was the distracting realization of Godzilla the year prior. Yeah, exactly. Come on, man. <laughs> They were husband and wife in Godzilla literally a year before this movie came out, and now they're playing the awkward brother-sister pair, which everybody has always hinted at they were secretly having sexual hey, relations. Hey, well, wait, 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 only Jeff Loeb can be blamed but for say, that. Say, Jeff Loeb's like, oh my god, I was right. I was right. God damn you. Man, it, it, and by the way, if anybody hasn't read that history of the Ultimate Universe yet, like the, the Rise and Fall of the Ultimate Universe article, uh, you need to go and track that down, because... That is an excellent, excellent piece and just shows how wrong it was to use Jeff Loeb the way they did. Oh, my God. I mean, it it was so good with Bendis and Miller and and, uh, who else was it? It was Bendis and Miller. Yeah. And oh, oh my God, it was so good. And And Ellis, too. And and Ellis, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, even even Scott Card with uh, with Ultimate Iron Man, which is kind of all right. (laughs) But, I mean, then you give Ultimates three and it's just like we kind of – we kind of – guessed it you know because there's that scene in the ultimate two where they're holding hands at the table I'm like yeah. all right yeah i get it i get it they're close and then just to be bashed over the head with it saying they're in love what do you mean they're in love uh, yeah they're brother and sister no they're in love i'm like oh i don't need to read that and then he, and then he killed her like two screens later so that uh, that was that was necessary right uh, let, let's let's talk about the fact that the movie we saw was not necessarily the movie that joss whedon wanted us to see that there were 
at least 20 minutes of this movie on the cutting room floor that would have fleshed out, say, for example, that Thor scene, which just felt disjointed and you weren't even quite sure why it was there. We didn't see the woman that we wound up seeing in the trailer at all in this movie. They cut out a freaking scene with Loki. So they got Loki to show up for filming. They got Tom Hiddleston to show up for filming and then they didn't even freaking use it in the final cut for the film. You know, that's fine because the film was already 20 minutes too long. I'm sorry. I'm I'm tired of these two and two hour twenty minute yeah. films. Like an action film, two hours. I'll give you ten minutes if you need to wrap shit up, but two hours max. Well, I'm not- I don't care if you're Avengers, Batman, whatever. I'm I, I'm serious. I'm like it seems like every modern blockbuster now, except for Jurassic World's most recent thing I've seen is is all two hours twenty minutes. Well, I'm like, guys, this is not necessary. I don't understand. I mean, that's getting to be the standard now, unfortunately. I mean, going back, what, 10 years ago and 15 years ago, the standard was 90 minutes. And yeah. even that and even that was kind of long for some films. Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to say that the film was unnecessarily long. Cause I'd, yeah, I, I never had the urge to look at my phone and see what time it was or the film. I was enjoyed yeah. with it. And it's... It, the pacing, was, the pacing, pacing was, yes. was disjointed, Brandon, and that's why I'm saying, like, there's two ways you go with a movie like this. You either go the way that Brent wants and you make a two-hour movie, or you make like, a two-hour, 40-minute movie, and you actually flesh things out entirely. Right, like, you, it's, guys, though, it's an Avengers movie. This is the popcorn movie. If there's any film that justifies the excuse to be just two hours full of slam-bang action, it's the Avengers Set up your character. You have how many other films you can set up new characters in? Like, they could, you know, I don't know where they would have done Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, but they could have, the The point is, they could have done it elsewhere. Mm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in camp, man. I, 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 I just, I, I, I felt like with the story that we were presented, it needed the amount of time that it had, if not more, and I felt, I mean, I felt like it needed more. I don't feel like the movie was too long. But just my general complaint for movies these days is that it's – I think it's getting out of control. You know that every movie used to be long, right, until all of a sudden they weren't? And now people are complaining that they're two hours and 20 minutes long? Like, movies used to actually be way longer. Look, I mean, look at the longest day. The longest day is, what, almost four hours long? Yeah. And that was, you know, 19 19- – 49, I think, around there. Yeah. So no. post-World War II, Casablanca is two hours and 20 minutes long. Right. Uh, Gone with the Wind's three hours. How, 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 yeah, but let's, let's talk, uh, you know, action movies. How long is Jaws? Jaws is uh, a little over two hours. I, I'm sorry, a little under two hours, my bad. Okay. I think. Uh, that was 1976, right? Yeah. The Indiana yeah. Jones movies? Indiana Jones two are two hours. hours. Star Wars is all over two. two, two hours two. and change. But that, so, that's my point. Good crisp action movie, two hours. But also comedy, the, ninety minutes. But also you have to realize though, what who's involved with this. I mean, for the most part, I think it feels like there's a story that we didn't want to tell, and then there's a story that Feige and the producers wanted we didn't tell. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say it again it's the whole studio interruption thing, but I mean you've seen it before with other movies that came out. Of, I mean, look at Daredevil. Daredevil is a ninety minute action fest, and it's crap. Right. You look at the you look at the director's cut. The director's cut is two hours and twenty five minutes long, and it's a much better film. Yeah. It goes back to what Ian said. It all it all depends on the flow of the film. Yeah. And making Whedon tie into Phase Three 
I, I want to say unnecessarily, because Avengers is a movie where it should stand on its own. Right. Everything should culminate into Avengers, not everything should culminate from, from Avengers. Well, Das, what do you think, man? Because like w- with an ensemble like this, I find it incredibly hard to make it a tight two hours if with, with when there's you know that much story to be told. Like you're gonna right. you're gonna wind up shafting people. Especially Ocean's if you're gonna 11, get a 12, and 13. Maybe not twelve, but eleven and thirteen are the best of those movies. Bigger casts than this. I mean if you're gonna take the time to give a little more to Haw- especially Hawkeye and Scarlet uh Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you're gonna have to stretch some of that out some of that out. I would expect it more from an ensemble movie. But you probably could have sheared a good twenty minutes off if you'd got rid of all the uh, the shots of them tr- desperately trying to save everyone, or making sure we knew that they saved everyone. Actually, I disagree. I, I like those shots because, again, not to poke fun at Man of Steel, even though I, I will with reckless oh, abandon. With reckless abandon. Come on, what, what show? What show are you on? Come on. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but I mean, mm. I, I know. Brent, Trainer, I'm sorry. Trainer. <laughs> Continue. You know what? I actually rewatched that a couple weeks ago. Um, um, when I was watching Olivia, yeah, still love it. Yeah, still good. That's that's still great. That's great. Still hate it. <laughs> I get. I mean, like, good I can, for you. Yeah, that's good for you. But I mean, look, I, I, those scenes where they are doing their. I mean, look at movies now. Every movie where there's a big action scene, they're saying, "Oh, we got to see the people now. We got to do this. We got to make sure everyone's okay." Because of what happened with Man of Steel, mm-hmm. uh, I think where you probably could have cut some fat was honestly that. You could have cut some fat from the party scene. You could have cut some fat from the opening opening prologue scene mm-hmm. where they're uh, going to race the Hydra. Um, I mean, you could have cut minutes out here and there. Uh, snippets of dialogue here and there would have, would have been a lot better. Uh, the party it, scene, really? Honestly, really? the party. Yeah, really, the party scene. As much uh, as I liked it and as much as I enjoyed it, I felt it just kind of belabored the movie because it just slowed it down to a crawl at that part there. I'll, I'll point out, by the way, that Captain America, the Winter Soldier is two hours and 16 minutes. Uh, so that's, you know, and, and that is still to me, the pinnacle of, of Marvel movies. But, yeah. but look, look who wrote it though. Right. And, and who's going to be writing, you know, infinity, uh, infinity war, uh, part one and two, the brothers. Exactly. Right. So that's, I, I will be very interested to see, what part one and part two are lengthwise? You know, mind you, they're going into it knowing that they have two two movies to tell a story. So I wouldn't be surprised if they are both two, just straight two hour movies. But I also wouldn't be surprised if they're both two hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah, but look at Peter Jackson. He decided on two movies, and we got three really really long movies. Yeah. Um. Let's also remember how the Hobbit shouldn't have been three movies to begin with. So exactly. or two. There's there. Yeah. Or two. Two. two I can see. Yeah. Two. Three, two. I can see. Three was cutting it, stretching it. Yeah, yeah stretching. Well, it. Thank the, you. if you saw the Battle of Five Armies, then you know, that was like, way too long. Oh God! It just I was like, good grief. It, yeah, it's it, it the same thing from with um the the two towers. It's just prologue after prologue. After I prologue. can't just, wait to see the uh, that cut that you know people have made online where they just you know combine all three movies into one movie for mm-hmm. Hobbit or for uh, for Hobbit. Oh, that probably probably be a lot better. Also, do. oh, it is. Yeah, because they they get rid of like all of the useless shit from all three of those movies and actually make it kind of watchable. Huh. Yeah. Um, so where would you rank this? I mean, like with uh, the movies that have come out already from Marvel, where would you rank Age of Ultron? Uh, I mean, is it in your top five even? Me personally? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, Brent, go first. 
it's at the it's the bottom of my top five. Okay, reasonable. Das? Yeah, I wouldn't put it in my top five. Okay, where would it be? Um, probably mid range. Okay. I mean, the only thing that kind of teeter out the bottom are Iron Man two. So it's definitely better than that. Oh, it's it's way better than Iron Man two. I mean, yeah, that, that 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 doesn't take much, man. I mean, it's just my, one of my big problems with you know I'm afraid it's. It's, it's the same thing everyone's been saying, where as I'm going into a lot of these Marvel films looking forward to the post credit scene, mm-hmm. so I can't focus on what I'm watching, yeah. well, now that entire film is going to be the post credit scene, and we don't even get a full – it felt like I didn't get a full movie because it's just, oh, we're going to hype up the Thor movie, and we're going to hype up Thanos and all the other movies that are eventually going to come out. Mm. So, hey, you know, this is like a footnote. Yeah, this 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 was a you know get you to the other movies type of movie. I, I do agree with that. I mean, even throwing in you know like the lines about you know like how's our missing persons uh, search going with Captain America, you know, gave you hints as to what's to come. And in a lot of ways, this did set up Civil War coming up with the uh, you know the immensely. Oh, inter- uh, oh my god, with the interplay between Tony and and Steve, like you can definitely see the bromance is over. When I, is that the the whole. Uh, back and forth between opening up uh, Vision. Mm. Yeah. But then again, I, I feel as if, are we going to go into Civil War and it's, the focus is going to be on what's coming up with Thanos? Yeah. Vision is the best part of this movie, by the way. Uh, Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. That was the storyline that worked totally for me. When he picked up that hammer, <laughs> my the theater that I saw it in was just like all applause. Like that was absolutely the moment that hit everybody. And well, even that, the, the setup that, for it, you know. Oh god, it was amazing setup. But I think the best line, which was um, Vision talking to Tony, saying, "Yes, he hates you the most." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and plus, Paul, you know, there is the fact that uh, you know Paul Bettany is just a great actor to begin with, and and seeing him uh, actually being able to move and walk and talk and stuff like that, getting more love in these Avengers movies outside of being Jarvis is is very much something that I, that I wanted to say. And, that and was actually the, get to interact with other actors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one of those instances where I, I didn't fully expect them to nail the costume like they did, mm-hmm. but they did. They did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, in the comics, was his forehead gem an infinity gem? No. Or no. Just, okay. It was it was some sort of soul gem, but it wasn't the soul gem, if I remember correctly. Like, because I mean, it, it if I remember correctly, that's where the essence of like Wonder Man is is in the is in that gem on his forehead. But I could be wrong. So a lot of people have been saying, "Well, he's going to get that ripped out soon, isn't he?" Probably. Um, I do also think that this was a way to, in in some ways, combine the character of Adam Warlock with Vision. Mm. You know, like, come on, Vision came from a chrysalis in this, and he's got a Infinity Gem on his forehead. There's a guy at work who thought the Vision was blasphemous. Really? Yeah. Why? He he saw it this past weekend, and um, I guess he's. I mean, I knew he was, like, really, really Christian because all he ever posts on Facebook is, like, Christian stuff. Okay. But the the one time he actually posted something that was other than a Bible quote was basically the general gist of it was that he saw Avengers Age of Ultron and was really d- disappointed about the level of blasphemy because the vision came out of the chrysalis and said, I am, which is the, 
the English translation for the name that God said he was as the burning bush. And I was uh, like, dude, you're way overthinking this. Holy like, hell, Number man. one, like, you know, and I, this guy works in the cube next, almost next to mine. Uh-huh. So it's not like I can be like, you're a total fucking idiot or whatever. But <laughs> well, it was just, he'll never listen to this show, so go ahead. Well, no, hopefully not. Just hide his feed. <laughs> <laughs> So I tried to explain it to him in a Facebook comment. Like, you're way overthinking this. Like, if you don't like this, never watch any Superman movies because it's all Jesus Christ poses. Oh, and he's totally Moses. Like, you know, if you can't handle that. And, but I also told him, like, that I think, too, he was trying to say, like, he is himself a, a different person separate from the, the body for Ultron that they were saying he was the entire movie. Right. It's more like this, oh. like the whole. It's like the whole Frankenstein. I'm, I'm a, uh, he's alive. He's alive. Everything, you know. So he's saying, "I am. I'm alive." And, 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 right. and because and because you set me up for it. His name is Jesus. He's the Messiah. Oh, <laughs> What's that from? Uh, old old school like bullpen bulletin slash eleven o'clock comics uh, where uh, I think it was Zach Krusey called in and left a series of voicemails about how Stan Lee created the character of Jesus. <laughs> you see, DC was had its Moses character at the time that was very popular. So I was asked to create this new character. I, I told Jack over, and I'm like, Jack, I need a design for this new character. He's like, what, What's the character called? He says, It's uh, it's Jesus. He's the Messiah. So he creates this character design with all these pockets and pouches and a, a cape. And I'm like, this, this is, this is too over the top for this character. Like, okay, fine. So I say, drop it. Like, okay, fine. He comes back to me two weeks later, and he's drawn for 15 issues. Show die was I was a cubby's wife. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, anyway, so um, I'd probably put this in my not top five, top ten, yes, maybe top six movie overall yeah that's that's around where i am too brandon like it's not it's not avengers level but i i did enjoy it a lot especially for the character building that that it had and um it like 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 what you said does like this is very much a in between build you to something else type movie but i didn't think that was a bad thing necessarily well when they first started talking about the movie when it was in production that's the feeling that i got and i think a lot of people did too and then in the coming months prior to the film, it was, oh, you know, maybe this might be a little more, a little bit more. Um, I, I can look, you know, this this will be another event. And then a couple of weeks before it, it kind of slumped back down to that. And when I saw it, it was exactly that. And, and let me let me also add, by the way, James Spader's Ultron is fucking amazing. I, oh I love God. that performance a hundred percent. Well. I, I it was different. Say I like it, it was it was different. Uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't the comic book Ultron. However, right. it, it was the Ultron that they were setting up, which is you know a lot of Tony Stark, plus I, I, you know almost like a combination of like Jarvis and Tony. Exactly. I just I, wish he was I, more different than his Blacklist character. But I I, I appreciate it because he underplayed it so much. Though he underplayed it so much, and that was like if we got you know the. Of Avengers '90s cartoon Ultron, where I am Ultron and I hate the Avengers. I'm like, no, this would, it wouldn't play out so well. Yeah. It wouldn't. I it can wouldn't appreciate be what they were trying to do by joining the whole Jarvis uh, mind and kind of Stark mind, mm-hmm. but it it didn't feel right to me. Yeah, 
I mean, I mean, you know, you're you're entitled, man. Like that's if it didn't work for you, it didn't work for you. It's just for me, that was absolutely what I wanted out of this. Just from no, but but Ultron. If you go back and look at the story, he wasn't part of Jarvis, right? Yeah, no. Like, he, the entire point was that yes, there's some Tony Stark in him, but most of it is this entity, weird alien intelligence entity. Yeah, vision right. is Tony Stark. But that one shot of him on his little throne at the beginning, with the the, the, the I guess cape. the towel over his head. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, that Doctor was Doom. exactly. That's yeah. the only thing I thought. And the, why can't we get that in an FF movie? And and, and uh, let me let me also say though, the entire one hundred percent the best part of this movie for me was oops. when he ripped off claw. Yeah, oops, oops. exactly. <laughs> when he ripped off Claw's hand like that. Oh my my bad my bad I didn't oh I didn't do that. Did that hurt? Yeah. That uh, felt totally out of place, though, when he... I mean, the oops was fine, but the, the backpedaling after that was like... I was kind of like, where is this coming from? He's a child, and that's what Ultron always has been. And he's, that, a man, he's a man-baby for the most part, yeah. Yes, absolutely. You know, And he's, he's painted as much in the comics. I mean, it, the personality is very different here, but that, that base of Ultron is still there, that he's, he's very much growing uh, you know, and evolving as time goes by. But he's still, you know, a da- like trying to get daddy's approval. In yeah, it's like, it's like the, well, I hate my dad. Well, I yeah. love my mother type of thing. That's what, I, we got that a lot with uh, Ultron, which I appreciate. Right. Yeah, it, it, just less Pym and more and more Stark because there was no Pym to be had here. Sadly, no, there was not. Yeah. Any final thoughts uh, on the movie? Because I, I, we didn't really talk on about uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch much, but I think there's, you know, not, not much, much to be said there <laughs> other than it was it was good enough. You I w- go out there, you'll be one of us. Yeah, Scar- Scarlet Witch, I, I liked a lot better than than Quicksilver, actually. Because well, I thought I thought yeah. Quicksilver here was a lot closer to comics than the uh, uh, Days of Future Past Abomination. Well, whoa, wait, wait, whoa, 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 remember, Brent Casino doesn't like things that I whoa. like, so he. Uh, That's right, Brent hates funny. Yeah, right, no, wait, right. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, 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 no. Any of the stuff that I've read with Quicksilver, uh, he's been kind of a jerk. I mean, I mean, at least. So the most recent stuff of Quicksilver I read has been when he was futzing around with the Terrigen Mists, yeah. right? House of M era. Yeah. And he was so a dick. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, he is, but I mean, it's not So this, this felt that more like that than the little kid Quicksilver this was that we got closer, in X-Men. Yeah, this was closer to comic book Quicksilver. I will give you that. It's just I feel like calling the, the other one an abomination is kind of wrong. Yeah. The the Days of Future Past Quicksilver had more spirit and personality to him than than this uh, Quicksilver His did. Personality was entirely different. Yeah, and but it, it fit with fun the movie. Watch. Yeah, we, but we, it also fit with the movie though, too. Yeah. We just got done talking about how Ultron's personality is almost entirely different than than he is in the comics and I didn't think that was a bad thing. You know, like it yeah, it, it well, all depends on the story that's being told and the way that you're going to use it. Okay, um, that's that's fine. I just I liked this one better than I did. I mean, I, I, I definitely like the one in X Men. Yeah, but as far as an interpretation of the comics, no, that's fine, dude. Totally, I, I thought this was much closer. Yeah, I'll, and I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. agree with you. One hundred percent, I'll agree with you. It's just I think I actually, in the end, still prefer Days of Future Past. Right, sober. because you're you're going to enjoy a much fun version of anything right. over one that's more serious. Exactly, or or riddle little holes. Right. Yeah, yeah. See, he's significantly less riddled with bullet holes in Days of Future Past than he is in Age of Ultron. That pissed me off too. That pissed me off. Yeah, Weedent. Weedent. Uh, like anything else. Also, when we saw Hawkeye, I'm like, oh, this is not going to end well because you know the Ultimate's version. Right. Hawkeye's family's all 
dead. Well, that and that's it. I don't know if you ever heard the uh, the interview with uh, Joss Whedon that he did for the I think the EW podcast, if I remember correctly. Um, it might have been the Empire podcast, whatever. But but he talked about how you know he wanted to have this entire movie. You thinking, well, Hawkeye's a goner. That's it. Hawkeye's done. It's over. He's fucking dead. He has a family. He just bought a boat called the Live Forever. He's dead, one hundred percent. And then he goes and kills Quicksilver instead, and Hawkeye's fine. You know, bait that, and switch. That yeah, exactly. It's the bait and switch, which you know I can I can respect, but at the same time, I'm just like, dude, why, why you're, let him live? You're you're Joss. We expect this from you at this point. It would have actually been better for me had everyone survived this movie, just because he's Joss Whedon and that's what he does. You're a, you're a better writer, Joss. You're better than this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, so it goes. We'll get some other. I still other think speakers. I need to see it again. Um, Brandon and I have a crap ton of free movie passes, so if it's still <laughs> in theaters. Uh, uh, yeah, we do. So I'm still that waiting. And- I'm still waiting for the Blu-ray, man. Because again, like I said, I want to see that extended cut. I want to see how it changes it for me. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah, and anytime I, I I get to see uh, Falcon, I'm a I'm a happy comic book nerd. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my yes. god. That yes. made me so happy because for the longest time he was like, "I'm not in it. I'm not in it. Yeah. I haven't been invited. The final I haven't scene. Been invited. Like, yes. And he was he was fucking with us the entire time. And War Machine, dude. Cut the check. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite was when he's 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 flying by where Rhodey's flying by uh, you know killing the Ultrons and he sees the Vision and he's all like what the <laughs> that was epic and, and the story the goddamn story beautiful oh, God. beautiful oh jeez Don, Don Cheadle is so great he is yeah he is. I'm glad we have him now yeah I'm glad that we have him and the other War Machines on Empire. Empire's just kill it though. It is. Empire's it is killing it. Empire's a it's, good show. It's really it's good. A good show. I, I like it a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. Better, it's, better, than, white. better than Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure> white. <laughs> hey, I'm 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 Jewish and I like it too. And 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 yes, it is better than Gotham. Although Gotham got better at the end. Mm. Thanks. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I stopped I stopped watching after twelve episodes. The last couple of episodes I felt like were were actually pretty damn close to where I wanted it to be. I'm sad to see Fish gone. Yeah, I'm not that sad. I mean, she was overplaying it, but I just like seeing Jada Pink in, in anything. I think maybe that's it. Milo Ventimiglia, though, like in that, uh, was pretty damn menacing in the role that he had. Yes, yeah. I did like him there too. Yeah. Like I, I appreciated Fish Mooney in the first couple episodes because she was like, it really did feel like she was like one of those 1970s, you know, gangsters, you know. Or, or or nineteen sixty six Batman. No, not even that. Like, she, she felt like she was like it felt like she was a TV version of like a Pam Greer character, like a, like yeah. a coffee who who like you know how coffee fall, falls on the right side of the law, right? But she will, she'll break it occasionally, right? This, this person felt like she was a mirror image to that, and I kind of appreciated that because I liked it before. I I loved all the crime family stuff. I thought that was probably one of the better aspects of the show. So what you're saying is you like your coffee black as opposed to with a little bit of cream? I like my coffee with fish in it. (laughs) (laughs) I have learned way too much about you. Oh, (laughs) snap. (laughs) Let's let's talk about some of the other uh, uh, summer movies that have come out. Uh, Specifically, let's start with Mad Max. uh, Because, oh my God, was that fucking brilliant. Haven't seen it yet, but yes. Oh, Brandon, you got to, man. 
I know. I, it's on my list. I haven't had time to watch it yet. Next movie you see should be that. Like I, when it's, you when you when everyone else is at the movie theater going to see Ant Man or whatever, you should go see my Mad Max while it's still in theaters. I'll probably, I may go. To, I, I got a free pass. I, guess I, I may go see it tomorrow. All right, Brent. How did you enjoy your down your your uh, your Fury Road trip? I I liked it. I definitely enjoyed it for what it was. But I I don't. I'm I'm just. I gotta. You know. I don't know why. Feminism. <laughs> feminism. Feminism. Uh-oh. No, that's the, not my problem with it. <laughs> Brent Casino doesn't like women. No, it's not true. No, it's not true. Not I'm joking. I I liked I liked the story. I liked the actors, the yeah. actresses. You know, I mm-hmm. loved all the stunts. I thought it was great. It was a lot of practical work. At least it looked like it. No, dude, it's almost um, entirely I mean, practical. The fucking guy with the flamethrower guitar. Come yes. on, that speaks to me. 100 practical motherfucking effect. Yes, that speaks to me a hundred percent. Yeah. What I didn't see coming out of it, or at least going into it, where everybody was saying this is a hundred percent a piece. 100% a great piece work of art whereas I didn't for it didn't go down that way for me you know what I mean like to me it was another great action film right. I didn't see it as this magnificent piece of filmmaking and blah 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 yes it's definitely a testament to what you can do out when the studio gives you f- leeway but it wasn't like oh this is the one of the best films ever made how well, some people are calling this film it is one of the best action films ever made for me. Yes, I will say that. But 100%. Just in general, maybe not. Well, the, even the the framing of the movie, and Brandon, you'll notice this when you go see it, is that everything is center frame. Just about every single shot is beautifully centered. So no, no distractions to the eyes, I'm guessing. None. None whatsoever. Like, your attention is exactly where it's supposed to be when it's supposed to be there. And... Looking at the before and after of the the shot composition, like there's there, you know there's added background effects and there's stuff like that, but just about every single car scene is an actual car scene. The only thing that's like true CGI is the uh, is the you know like sn- uh, smoke storm they go through, like sandstorm that they go through at one point. Yeah, everything else is just practical. And it's that's what makes it so fucking beautiful because you do not need computer special effects to make something work. And I feel like Hollywood has forgotten that over the past couple of years. Das, uh, what do you think? I love this movie. Good. Um, I'm a huge Fist of the North Star fan. Mm. Brandon can attest to that. Well, yes, you are. Yes, so, you are. yeah, uh, basically, that, that sh- if you're not familiar with it, that anime takes the premise of Mad Max and mixes it with Kung Fu and yeah. Bruce Lee. Yeah. So whereas Fist of the North Star will take the ideas from Mad Max, the ideas in Mad Max were so over the top this time around, I almost felt like they were pulling it from the, the show. Mm-hmm. When I heard that this was going to be made a couple years ago, I thought, okay, you know, I know how remakes slash reboots kind of work. It's going to come out maybe not, not to that much fanfare. It'll... You know, be what it is, but oh my god, this was not a fantastic. Yeah, if this was not a fantastic ride, I got so much more out of this than I did Avengers. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is literally a two-hour car chase. Yeah, but typically, or at least with me, with something like that, it's it's going to drag on. It didn't. Yeah, and just what you were saying with the practical effects. 
and we have that. Um, Star Wars incorporating more practical effects this yep. time around. Mm-hmm. Yes, I realize God. Hollywood has become so reliant on CGI. I'm beginning to think maybe people are going to be seeing the error other ways and things may start to change back to the better again. That'd be nice. Yeah, because because 3D, you know, computerized effects should be a enhancement. It should not be all you rely on. Right. Because then, like, I mean, you know what a perfect example is? I'm watching Star Trek Voyager, and looking at some of the ship effects from Voyager, they're dreadful. You know, well, because it was also it was also ninety seven. So yeah, yeah, dude, dude, I completely understand that. But there's other computer effects from that exact same era that still hold up because they're computer effects plus practical effects. Species two eight four two. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like there's it's it, it's it's very much how you use it, and that that'll say how well something ages as time goes on. And Mad Max is going to age really fucking well. <laughs> well I, mean, I mean, look at the other Mad Max. Uh, Mad Max and Mad Max um, Beyond Thunderdome actually yeah. still kind of hold up to some degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, again, Miller shot it the way he wanted it. He was, and it was the 80s, so it was the early 80s. Yeah. So, of course, it had to be all practical effects at that time. Yep. And, I mean, if you look at what – I mean, honestly, let's look at it. Nolan is – was kind of directly affected by people like Miller, where we, when you see a practical effect done right, it has a much better effect on a person than it does a CG a CG scene. I mean, anything in The Dark Knight could have been in CG, and for the most part, there were things that were CG, like that bomb scene in, in The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, but that scene in the very beginning, when Bane hijacks the airplane and then then drops it, since that's all practical, it just mm-hmm has that scope right there. It's yeah. just like, oh my God, this is real. This is tangible. Right. And there's also that, you know, the the line of the uncanny, uncanny valley with CG. It's like, oh, okay, this looks good, but I know it's not real. Yeah, Avatar said what? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and by the way, because we're a comic podcast, I have, to, I have to point this out. If any of you are thinking to yourself, hey, I liked Mad Max Fury Road. Maybe I should go buy that Furiosa comic that just came out. Don't. No, really? don't do that to yourself. Uh, it's a bad idea. <laughs> I, I saw Jill's uh, tweet on it. How bad was it? Um, I'm going by other people's uh, it, it takes on it. Io9 has a scathing article about it. There, the a bun- bunch of other articles uh, all along the, uh, the the net are essentially saying that everything that Fur- that Mad Max did right with Furiosa, this comic undoes. Mm. So. You can look at it if from the aspect of like you know what to avoid, like but don't go reading it. Think that you're gonna get the, that you're gonna get the same Furiosa you got in in the movie because you're not going to. Um, for that matter, Furiosa is one of the best female characters I've gotten in an action movie in years. Like this absolutely is, this is Ripley level shit for me. I, I I would give her two thumbs up. Uh, uh, oh sorry. Uh, my bad. My bad. All right. One one thumb and one prosthetic thumb. Is that better? Yes. Yeah. yeah right. There we go. Yeah. I mean she made such an impact where when you get to the end, um where she may or may not meet her final end. Yeah. I was on the verge of tears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah it was it, it was very emotional. It was very touching. Yeah. I mean, everyone says that this isn't necessarily a Max movie. Um, I always thought 
the character for the Mad Max movies was more the environment than actual Max himself. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's exactly what this is. Um, there were, there were so many over the top moments, which one would think could only take place in 80 cinema, but it was able to be fully conveyed in a current setting, such as like the, the guy with the, the bullets for the helmet, mm-hmm. um, for the most part, the the guy with the flamethrower guitar, yeah. the the mouth spray paint. Oh god! Dude, I loved Krang. Yes, Loading <laughs> Krang. <laughs> Ninja Turtles, like get that guy. Yeah, Saki, get him to be Krang in Ninja Turtles Three. Yes, Rocco, my I, body. I completely agree. You with leave Pet Friendly out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the 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 best part of all of this, by the way, was. I literally, the day before I went to see Mad Max Fury Road, I actually went to see David Lynch's Dune in theaters. Why would you subject yourself to that? I'm getting there, okay? Uh. I had never seen it. I had watched Jodorowsky's Dune, the documentary, a week or so before then. And if those of you who have not watched Jodorowsky's Dune, do yourself the pleasure. That is very much, had that movie been been shopped to Hollywood four or five years later than it was, it would have gotten made. Because he shopped that three, year, three years before Star Wars came out. And nobody was looking for space dramas at that point. And I tried to watch that documentary without subtitles, and I, I did not last the entire thing. Yeah. Did, did, you, did you then go back with subtitles? No, I need to. I need to. It's on my list. Yeah, do it, man. Because like it's, it's, it's very much... Like the the vision that's presented is fucked up beyond belief, but it would have been so much of a better Dune than David Lynch's Dune, and I feel like Mad Max Fury Road was a better Dune movie. <laughs> what about the '90s Sci-Fi Channel Dune? I like that one. Uh, th- I I've not seen that. I know friends that have. Chris has seen uh, not it as 90s, well. Maybe it's two thousand. I, I, I think it was '90s. Yeah, 90s. it was late '90s. Uh, the way that Chris puts it is that it's it's a better Dune, but the acting is shit. It's it's like the '90s version of the The Shining, right? Yeah, no, it, and that that's totally it. Like the story is better, but the acting is shittier. While in Dune, you know the David Lynch Dune, the, the acting is pr- actually pretty decent from a decent from a lot of people, but the story itself is shit. That's that's how it would be described. And, uh, the '80s Dune is oh, it's, it's I, have a love, it's a I have a love I have a love hate relationship with that movie. A love hate. You know what I you know what I call the the uh, the Lynch Dune Brandon a Chris what? Claremont comic. Yeah, yeah, lots of talking, not lots of, of talking, lots of narration when there doesn't need to be narration. Like it's totally a Claremont. Well, a, a '90s Claremont. Yeah, right. Or even late '80s Claremont. He was getting there. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, no that that was that was crap. But Fury Road, fucking great. Furiosa's fantastic. The villains are. are believably fucked up <laughs> and uh crap what's his name again the the, the guy for, who played beast in x-men first class uh, uh nicholas, holt. nicholas holt thank you nicholas holt is my one of my favorite new actors at this point oh he i i love him in almost everything he's done i love him especially in um warm bodies uh, yeah oh i love warm bodies so much yeah one Bodies is great. You know what was underrated? His uh, Jack the Giant Slayer movie with Brian Singer. I, haven't, I still haven't seen that. Really? Good. Yeah. I heard it was Pretty terrible. decent. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I, I've heard mixed things, man. Like, you either love or hate it's, that movie. It's, it's entertaining. Okay. 
cool. Just I like go it. in with low expectations. You won't come out displeased, I believe. Hey, speaking of going in with low expectations... And Jurassic World? Jurassic World shattered every expectation I had. Like, Dude, we, we, me and Amanda saw that last weekend, uh-huh. and uh, there were I jumped... I jumped at the, towards the end, yeah. like in my seat. I was like, "Whoa, I haven't done that in a movie in a long time." Let alone the, like Jurassic Park. Seriously, Burt Macklin the, tames the dinosaurs was a terrific movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Jack Hanna for dinosaurs. He really is. He is. He is. Oh man, no, that's so much better than it. Than I like even from the from the trailers. Like I was, I was like, this could either be like ridiculous or somewhat decent and it was better than somewhat decent it's it's not as good as the original jurassic park for me but it's light years above two and three see I, yeah i i, I still seen, like three but i i haven't seen it yet but i i'll i'll co-sign with that from what i i mean i read, I read the synopsis i feel like it's a better story overall yeah than two or three and but i mean my problem with two is that you know it's it too felt like a cash grab it really did because there was no correlation to the first one. Right. And three, they kind of said, you know what? We kind of screwed up with two. So let's kind of bring back some of the, of the original characters who were more interesting, like, like Ellie yeah, but, and Grant. So the thing with two, I, I've read at least – I can't remember if I read the Lost World novel. No, I did read Lost World. I read both the Michael Crichton – their books. Michael yeah. Crichton books. Jurassic Park and The Lost World. In the last world, the movie, did, while it does depart from uh, the novel that it's based on, still, you know, the basis is the same. It's Ian Malcolm going back to Isla, Sorna, Sipe, and all these different things. You know, the things that happen uh, towards the end are drastically different, but it's basically the same story. T-Rex in San Diego. <laughs> That's not in the book. Uh, I, yeah. I know. Yeah, we, we all have... know that's not in the book, dude. That was Spielberg being like, you know what would be cool? Oh, that's right. So what Predator Lost World book has? Yeah. <laughs> Lost World the book has a great scene with a ceratosaurus, which is the um, T Rex like dino that's got the horn on the front, almost like a rhino. Mm-hmm. That has a great scene with that thing that never made it in the movies. I was disappointed with. Yeah, well, well, also, I mean, there's the fact that Adam dies in the in the books. Like, he dies yeah, in, he dies in the first book. Yeah, the um, little green guys eat him alive. I forget their names. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the he, small dinosaurs. Yeah, he mm-hmm. dies in he dies in Lost World, was he? What did he die in? No, he's in the movie. He's in the movie in the Lost World, but not in the book. But yeah, I'm saying, but did he die? Did he die in the, in the, in the movie? first Jurassic World book? Spoilers. Yeah, twenty years old here. Jurassic Park. He book. dies on the steps of the Welcome Center, uh, almost towards the middle of the end of the book. Yeah, before you know what what happens at the end. Of before the book, everybody right. escapes. Yeah, yeah. And, and then and, and in the, in this in the movie continuity, Hammond died of old age. Yes, because I think he died in the second one or the third one, because you see him die. Second, 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 second one. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, And the guy who owns the park in World uh, essentially took over for Hammond. Yeah, and and you you will see some return, at least one returning character from Jurassic Park in this movie, and it was exactly the character I wanted to see. Uh, can we spoil it? Beatty Wong. Yes, uh, yeah. Andrew. Yeah. Yeah, B- Beatty Wong comes back and he's as much of an ass as he was in the in the original. He he's the one who uh, who is you know fucking with the the dinosaur G- DNA in this to create Imperius Rex or whatever. I think it, it would have been cool Rex. if there was a Dennis Nedry zombie yeah. that came back 
from the Dilophosaurus venom, oh, just like Jeez. the Toxic Avenger, or something, and is like, "You've forgotten me this whole time. I'm waiting on the docks on the other side of the island." Seinfeld. Yeah. I hate you, Seinfeld. But th- there's great callbacks in this. Oh, uh, th- past the, the beating long like there's a there's a scene where uh they wind up back in the original you know t-rex uh, uh observatory from the first jurassic park movie they 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 bring back the uh the original jeeps that they were driving mm-hmm. um whole bunch of ruled the earth yes Cle- clever girl <laughs> yeah no clever girl. There was no clever girl in this. So I, I which I was happy about because they, I did not want to see that come back. But Bryce Dallas Howard, okay, for a female co-lead, she's a bitch. She is uncaring about her nephews. People were saying that this is apparently, you know, like, oh, it's anti-feminist or whatever. No, she's just not that good at being anything but a businesswoman. She's she's a horrible person. (laughs) She's a horrible person. Yeah, and... The best part of it is that Bryce Dallas Howard said that she actually based her character, uh, at least the way she played it, off of Maude Lebowski. Oh, from Big Lebowski. I can see that. Yeah, which just makes it work even better for me. <laughs> you know, pu- pulling off of Julianne Moore's uh, Maude from Big Lebowski as a, as a character reference, just how could you not love that? Yeah, I I totally see that now. That's really funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. No, I, I liked Bryce Dallas Howard a lot more in this film than whatever I've seen her in recently. Well, which it, ain't that recent. Gwen, you know? Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3? Yeah, right. Gwen Stacy in Spider-Man 3. The best Spider-Man well, movie the of village. all time. That Terminator movie. <laughs> uh, oh, God, I forgot you were hey, there. I still like the Terminator movie. So, really, you like Salvation, huh? It was I'm a, a I'm a sucker for Christian Bale. Yeah, no, yeah. Sal- Salvation wasn't bad. It's just, it, it was a it mess. Good. Yeah, it was a mess. It's still, it's still, I think it's still better than Rise of the Machine. Of Come course on. it was. Well, that, yeah. Well, that's, that, that's a pretty low bar, though. That's why. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. And speaking of which, do you really need to fucking give away everything about this new Terminator movie in the fucking trailers? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Once I saw that, I was like, no one else is going to see it. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't have to fucking see it. I know what happens now. <laughs> well, it's like, well, then we don't need to see Suicide Squad then. Pretty much the same thing, yeah. But the same Suicide Squad is the same, it's the same thing also. Yeah. Too. And, well, uh, I was I was already so so on seeing that already, but you know that's that's my own personal preferences. Hey, I totally called the Joker tattoos actually being real. Yeah, so they are real. Yeah. Okay, yeah. they're real. Hey, they say why? <laughs> at least, at least the uh, the the. Something on his hands and like the teardropper real. Oh god. But 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 not like the the damaged or whatever. Uh, I think the damage is real. Uh, damn it. <laughs> god. Fucking hell, man. Maybe Warner maybe Brothers? it's a maybe it's a um a commentary on the comic book fans of psyche. Yeah. After or, seeing this version or, of the Joker. Or maybe or maybe it's a commentary on DC's movie properties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, pretty much, yeah. I mean, look. Would you, did you hear the news today? No. About possibly Ben Affleck directing? Oh, I did. No, yeah. I did hear about that. Yeah, ba- about the Batfleck directing a Batman movie. Yeah, so I'm thinking, oh, that's pretty much why they brought him as Batman then. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't see any other reason. Zack Snyder's not going to direct everything? <laughs> yeah, thank God. Oh, small miracle there. 
Yeah, because I really want to see Zack Snyder direct the Shazam movie. <laughs> He's not a bad director. The, the problem you have with Man of Steel is not that his direction. I think his direction's improved a lot. No, it The hasn't. problem you have with Man of Steel is his is the story. He's a... He's, okay. He's, Go ahead, Brandon. He's stuck in 03. He, he is stuck yeah. in 03. Right. Go back and watch 300. Mm-hmm. Okay? The same thing he did in 300, he does in The Watchmen, which actually works for The Watchmen for the most part, because actually that was actually quite enjoyable for my, in my taste. But he does, does the same thing also again in Man of Steel. And Sucker Punch also does well. He, he just does the same thing. He's a one-trick pony. Not saying that it's bad. It's just now, watching it again, I can say, oh, that's a, uh, that's a, uh, a, Stein, uh, a Steiner film. You know? Yeah. He, uh, and, and, and honestly, it's the color palette, too, that I, I well, that's a personal choice. Yeah. yeah, that's a personal choice made by Zack Snyder. So that's yeah. that's that's part of it. But you know what? We we talk about this shit way too fucking often on this show. <laughs> so I'm honestly gonna cut this off of the pass here, and let's talk a little bit. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Yeah. yeah. God. Turtles. <laughs> I like turtles. If if you people want to talk about turtles, be my fucking guest. Because not those turtles. Oh, all right. Uh, I, I, there's only there's only one good thing about that movie, which is gonna be Stephen Amell. That's it. Yeah, yeah, right. Playing playing the arrow. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> the ridiculous oversized uh, mask. What else? Looks like a cosplay mask. Yeah, I know. I know. I didn't expect anything different though. But let's let's Figures talk better. Let's talk about certain Spider-Man news that that came out. Um, Tom, Tom Hiddleston, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. That's that's what I'm talking. No, it was Andrew Selva. <laughs> Benedict Bene- Bene- Cumberbatch, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the role of Sp- in the role of Spider Man and Doctor Strange at the same time. She was she was she Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's first off. Yeah, it's not Miles. I saw that coming from a miles away. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, they, they released this press release. Not pre- uh, not press release, but they this little another email that got leaked out. Last week or earlier this week, saying the criteria for Spider-Man. Yeah, and 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 no, 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 no. The criteria for Peter Parker. It was not yeah, Spider-Man, sorry, sorry, Peter, and that's no. what people are getting wrong. No, no, Ian, no you're no. wrong. There are both. There's both. Yeah, the criteria very- for Spider-Man specific, specifically says whatever character is Spider-Man cannot be a homosexual. Right. No, no, no. The did not criteria say for Peter Parker. Could be. Says that he is a white Caucasian male living in Queens, Queens, New York. Either high school. Blah, blah, blah. Either early high school age or early college age. Uh, Both his his parents are not with him anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, His parents are a mystery of why they're gone. Uh, He was raised by his aunt and uncle, all this stuff. Peter Parker could be gay, but Spider Man cannot be gay. That was one of their main caveats as well. Okay. So, and like. And they said he, Peter Parker has to be white. So, I, I... I mean, we can go with what Stan Lee said, which I actually kind of agree with. Like, if you want... And and I, I've said this before, I think, on this show. Like, if you want uh, characters that will be memorable, if you want, you know, new black characters, new Asian characters, whatever, that will be memorable create them don't try to recreate existing characters yes I, i'm with you there that yeah this the, this i know i'm a privileged white male person yes or whatever you want to call me if you want to be negative i didn't have a problem with this at all 
because that's what the character is. Right. That's what he's been for 50 years. Yeah. Big deal. And it didn't say create, that they create cannot. something else. Yeah, it, it did not say that they cannot at one point or another create the Miles, you know, use the Miles Morales character. Right. Right, exactly. And we have Miles Morales is apparently the new Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe anyway. Yes, he is, which we're going to talk so, about uh, in, in relation to this. So, uh, like, it's not, to me, it wasn't a huge deal. It was like, okay, yeah, we've already got our, our next Spider-Man if they want to go down that route. If mm-hmm. this Peter Parker doesn't work for them again, yeah. you know, if for some reason people can't latch onto a Peter Parker Spider-Man outside of Tobey Maguire, yeah. who knows? But it, it didn't bother me at all. Well, t- uh, Tom Holland is the name of the guy. He's 19 years old. Um, he actually is athletic, meaning he can do a bunch of stunts himself. If he's he a wants dancer. To. Yes, he is. He's a dancer, and he's also he, he's also uh, parkour uh, uh, familiar because I've seen a bunch of Vine videos uh, of him in his backyard doing you know flips and stuff like that, leading up to this this Spider Man announcement. So he he is more than capable of of pulling off, you know stunts in a situation like this which will be nice to see he's 19 he looks like he's like 16 yeah so you know hello glee you know yet again they're going that route of getting somebody who's uh you know older to play younger but you know why that is though it's it's labor working laws oh i know it is child labor laws yeah please 100 uh, you don't you don't have to explain that to me i i 100 understand that but i think this is actually going to be a positive in general because they could easily use this same guy for 10 years mm-hmm you know, then he'll get then he'll get married and then they'll you know wreck on it. Seeing right. as how he's an unknown, I bet they got him real cheap. Yeah. Oh, actually, he's not really an unknown though. He actually is. Well, his most famous movie was was Billy Elliot, and that got him some critical acclaim for it also too as well. So he's, he wasn't. He no, wasn't. No, a, no, it, no, no, no. He was not. He was not in the Billy Elliot movie. Brandon. He was in the Billy Jamie. Elliot play. Yes. Yeah. He was in. He was one of the Billy Elliots in the Broadway. Billy Elliot for a while. He was not actually in the movie Billy Elliot. Sorry, I, th- I still consider Broadway it's like you're thinking major. Jamie Bell, the incredible thing. Yeah, no, and dude, I mean, it is it is major. It's just it's not something that people would recognize him from unless you actually went to see the play. Yeah. Um, his father is actually a famous, uh, a somewhat famous British comedian and writer. So that that's the, that's interesting that uh, that you know he, Jules Holland. Yes. Really. Hmm. Ah. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's got he's got history in in the medium in one way or the other, and his his dad is absolutely thrilled about uh, you know him getting the role here, and I'm sure you know Tom is as well. I still would have preferred Asa Butterfield, just because that that rumor had legs for a while, and I liked the idea of him being Peter Parker. But you know, I I liked him in Ender's Game, but just his face was too young for me. Understandable, personally. Yeah. At I least I, they always show him at, in Ender's Game, which I know is now like three or four years old. Yeah. So I'm sure he's aged up quite a bit from he when has. he did that, yeah. but I don't know. I've seen him in a few things uh, since then. What were you going to say, Dust? Well, I, I was hoping for that too, and then I read an article that the actor himself is taller than Robert Downey Jr., so that might have <laughs> caused some issues. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Asa Butterfield, born in 1997, is taller than. than, than yeah. Wow, ah, that's great. Yeah, that that that's a possibility there. Because he is only yeah. he, he's actually a yeah, he's not that tall. Yeah, he's he's a year younger than than Tom Holland. Huh. 
All right, go figure. Yeah, well, I mean, either way, I mean, I think I think he could be good. He's already reporting to the set of Civil War, so we know that there's at least going to be some sort of either whether he's actually going to be involved in the movie or whether it's just going to be a tease at the end. He's still going to be there. This director for the movie is pretty unknown. Yes, he is. Yeah, uh, I don't even remember his name. <laughs> cheep, 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 cheep. Yeah. Oh yeah, pretty much. Like Mark, like you know, Mark so Webb also that, too. That kind of well, Mark Webb. At least he had a, a moderate success. People would point to his movie. And you'd be like, "Oh yeah, I kind of heard about that." Yeah. This Tom Watts guy. At least he, John Watts. his movie's not out yet. Yeah, John Watts. Excuse me. Yeah, well, I'm well, thinking Tom Waits or something. But well, well John. <laughs> well, I mean, Marvel has a this Batman movie here. <laughs> but I think I think the the guy that they hired speaks to the level of control that Marvel and Sony are going to squeeze this guy for. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Like a name director probably wouldn't put up with the kind of shit this guy's going to have to take. Oh, I know, dude. But indie directors has have been the way that Marvel. And even Sony have gone for a while now. Or at least tried to. Right. Like Sam Sam Raimi before Spider Man was just Sam Raimi. You know, he was of, Z- of Xena. Exactly. Of Xena Warrior Princess and of, hey, hey, hey. And of Army of Darkness. And yeah. Quick in the Dead. All right. That too. <laughs> but still though, like he for the most part, he was an indie guy. He was just this this guy who would make, you know, flash in the pan movies and and you know they would be cult classics, but they were they were not the level of of you know budget like Spider Man, right? You know Mark Webb, same thing. Uh, fucking, uh, I mean, go to Guardians of the Galaxy for, for James sure. Gunn. Come on, James Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn made it made a a superhero movie with two dollars and a and a can of spray paint, like before this. I'm sure there was more money into super than that. All right, fine, seven dollars. Fifteen tops. Yeah, I mean, he had to pay Rain Wilson, who probably thought he was pretty famous at the time. <laughs> I'm on The Office, <laughs> and no one likes you. <laughs> Either way, I mean, it, it it could wind up working well. It's just, can this please, for at least, like I said, for at least the next ten years or so, can this be the last guy they cast as Spider-Man? Like, no origin. Yeah, no Thank origin. You. No origin, please. No, no origin. They better not have an origin. No, if they do an origin, give me the origin that they gave me in the beginning of Spider-Man 2. Yeah. A little flashback there. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, all cut up, done. Or do it all-star Superman style. Have it be, like, literally, like, four panels. You know? Like, bitten by a radioactive spider is now Spider-Man. Okay, break. And then go from there. And give me the Parker luck back. Give me the Parker luck back. Give me that adorable clutch that people love. Yeah. Don't make him super svelte. Don't make him super suave, you know? Hey. He's, not a lady. He's not a ladies' man. Gwen or Mary Jane? MJ. <sighs> MJ. I think they're going MJ this time. They just did Gwen. Yeah. It, it, it makes sense, too, also, too. MJ is the more identifiable character, unfortunately. Give me but Benny Brandt. I need photos. Photos of Spider-Man. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and we'll give, hey, give me glory. Yeah. Uh, or uh, let's, let's get the... the uh, Black cat. Let's get what's her face the uh, the, the midget girl from uh, Oh yeah Superior from us Oh yeah yeah let's 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 go that route to throw throw that monkey wrench in there eh, Either way it, it, this this could work out well we'll we'll see where it goes but let's let's actually focus a little bit further onto uh, you know comics and since Brent brought it up yeah so Miles Morales is the title Spider-Man character written by Brian Bendis 
Dave Mar uh, Dave Marquez is doing the Iron Man, so I think it's is yes. is, 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 is it Sarah Pacelli on? Uh... Yes, it is. It is okay, which won't last long because Marquez so came in to save her ass on the Miles Morales series. True. Too. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. Maybe she'll get like twelve issues if we're lucky. But um, yeah, he is Spider Man. Uh, there was literally somebody that was saying, oh, "Well, that's it. I'm done with Marvel comic now." Uh, on on uh, one of the uh, groups that I'm on on Facebook, and I'm just like, you do realize that Peter Parker is still going to be around, right? I mean, he's in the freaking all new Marvel image. They say he's going to be Miles Morales's mentor, and I wouldn't be shocked if he still shows up on an Avengers team. He's not hanging up the webs. They're, so they're, they're pulling the uh, Captain America on him. Yeah. That's that's what it looks like. I mean, or, or the or the Batman Beyond. Yeah, either either way, we get to have a little bit of a change for a while. Have Miles be the main main Spidey, and Pete Pete can go run around and do his own thing. Maybe he'll move to Portland. Wait, they did that already in uh, the Clone Wars. So I guess not. Sven Riley. Yes, I said Clone Wars, not Clone Saga. I meant it. Scryer. Scryer. <laughs> the Traveler. Um, the Traveler. <laughs> Jewish, the, the, the Jewish traveler. Goes of the, goes of the traveler. <laughs> well, I mean, what, what's it? What's what's your guys' general feelings on this? Uh, whoever Sweet. wants to speak first can speak. Sweet, Brent. Sweet, I'm in. I love Miles. Yeah, I I, I could walk a miles in his shoes. Okay, Don't no. you stop? Why? It's fun. Oh jeez, Brandon. I'm down. You're I'm down. down honestly, right. I, I I like Miles already as a character. I liked him in. Uh, Don't you have to be down? Not necessarily. No. <laughs> Prick. I'm just asking. Yes, he's required by law. <laughs> yes, like I voted for Obama because I'm black. Yes, yes. Well, hey, hey, well, well, come on, come on, man. Is it? Is it the? Uh, yeah, the SNL sketch. Uh, <laughs> like, what would it take for you to not vote for Obama? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God. So yeah, I'm down. I'm down for Morales. I liked his character before. I, I liked seeing him in. Uh, all new X Men also too as well. I thought that was pretty cool. Do you think? Uh, do you think Genki is still going to be around? I don't know. I would like to see him still a supporting character. I'd hope so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can. I was reading the what was I reading? Uh, so I still have my Marvel Unlimited subscription. I went back and read the uh, old Spider-Man two hundredth quote unquote issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I I like that. I mean, you could expand out his circle of friends even more. Oh, you know? totally. Yeah. He works. You well. know what? Since Marvel is owned by Disney. If they made Genki the grown-up kid from Up, how awesome would that be? <laughs> Carl, really? Wow. <laughs> oh, God. I am not going to be able to unsee that now, Brent. Thanks. <laughs> no, no, no. no you, you bring him in, and you bring in the, and you bring in the kid from uh, – uh, you bring in Hero from uh, Big Hero 6. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'm, sh I'm sure that Disney will love that since they're, they're thrilled that anybody – Big even... Hero 6 did well. Yeah. Big Hero 6 <laughs> did do well. I know, but I don't think they're thrilled about it. Yeah. Well, though, they're, they're thrilled. They just don't want Marvel to touch it anymore. Which kind of sucks, though, because I... Das, feelings, opinions? Um, I like it. Um, I'm wondering how long it will stick. We'll see how some of these characters oh, can stick. come and go, ha, ah, ah, ha, you funny man. <laughs> At least a year. I, I'd give it about a, a year or so. And I mean, hey, uh, Miles is going to be a part of this all-new, all-different Avengers team written by frickin' Mark Wade, which I'm way down for. Oh, yeah. You know what? Has Mark he written Wade. Avengers before? Uh, this might actually be his first official go-around, other than the free comic book day issue that's already come out. Because he's done Cap, he's done Daredevil, he's done Spidey. 
Um, I don't remember him ever doing the the Avengers. He's let's see. Um, if, if it was, it was only like two or three stuff? issues. Maybe it could it could like be Heroes Reborn onslaught era. Wait, he may have then. No, maybe, no, no. That was James Robinson. Yeah, James Robinson wrote wrote Avengers uh, during Heroes Heroes Reborn. Well, Heroes Return. Or yeah, it was Heroes Reborn. Then Heroes Return. Mark Way was the writer of Captain America, while Busiek was writing Avengers. Yeah. yeah, that takes us to '96. So, well, while you're trying to figure that yeah. out, the, the only the only thing that I'm a little worried about is actually having Ms. Marvel on that Avengers team because I'm a little worried about overexposure for her, just ever so slightly because I love her uh, her solo series so much. But we'll see how they play it. No, I'm thinking like, yeah, I I, I don't I I don't think there can be overexposure for her because her character she's like she's like squirrel girl for the most part you know yeah her, her character is ultra lovable i think she's gonna be in the animated show now right yeah oh squirrel no uh ms uh, ms marvel uh kamala's gonna be on the new season of avengers earth's mightiest really yeah well not earth's mightiest whatever it's called now avengers assembled yeah there yeah. we go yeah. Not yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man? Uh, she might show up on, on Ultimate Spider-Man. They're not going to give her anime eyes and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did watch the, the Spider-Verse arc of Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, it to, wasn't bad. And, yeah, it, it wasn't too bad. It, it wasn't great, but it was definitely better than the early seasons of Ultimate Spider-Man were. Mm, yeah. Especially the uh, the Miles episode was actually pretty damn good. Yeah, it's voiced by Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. Yep. He finally got to play Spider-Man. Every time I've tried to get into a current Spider-Man series, it's just been too convoluted for me to know where to begin. So right. I, I start with amazing. Start with because starts to read amazing. Yeah, which which amazing? I mean, I the new one. No, go back to the um, new one. Honestly, I, mean, dude, I, I, read, I, I could even see you pick up Superior. Like if you haven't read, yeah, Superior, I've, I've read Spider-Man. a number of Superior, and okay. I enjoyed that. All right, good. Um, but I think starting anew with Miles uh, would be a good choice. Yeah. No, and it, it is as important to get the young kids involved as anything else. And no matter what the old fogies say, there are actually younger kids reading comics right now. I mean, perfect testament to it was, you know, that I, I just came back from Anime Next and the amount of cosplayers there and the amount of people that were interested in Marvel Comics that were young was decent amount man so that's 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 a good sign i think for the for the health of the industry for times to come and yeah they're all going to be buying digital issues because print is a dying medium sorry it's true the following four or five minutes or so of content is us theorizing about whether or not dan slot is going to have a spider-man book in the all-new all-different marvel this was recorded about two or three weeks ago we now know that Dan Slott is going to be writing Amazing Spider-Man. But if you want to hear us continue to theorize about what Dan Slott is going to wind up doing and whether there will be a Spider-Man comic with Peter Parker in it, please listen to the next four or five minutes of content. This is what happens when I wait two or three weeks for a podcast to come out. Oh, well, so it goes. Continue. I'm just I'm just bummed that this means that slot may not be writing a spider-man book yeah we'll see anymore we'll we'll definitely see where where his where his name comes up because i wouldn't be shocked if there's a say peter parker spider-man book written by dan slot but well, it'll be the first time in what like 10 years without slot now yeah i mean in a long time yeah yeah it's big time 
Maybe he'll actually. Maybe he'll finally move on to doing that freaking uh, like epic crossover he wanted to do like years ago. Well, the thing in She-Hulk. Yeah, the thing in She-Hulk. Yeah, right. All right, that was funny. Uh, <laughs> it's never gonna happen. Don't. Yeah, uh, but the, he'll still be writing uh, Silver Surfer. I'm pretty sure. Uh, which is which is fantastic. Still, I I gotta read it, man. I I've not read most of it. I I need to. I'll probably read it, most of it unlimited. Do it. I will. I will. Do it now. I know it's essentially Marvel's Doctor Who. Yes. So there's no reason for me not to read it. Uh, any other uh, comic news, uh, Brent, that we haven't touched on that we wanted to touch on? I just want to know if you're reading the, any of the Secret Wars miniseries. I am. Uh, I've read so far. Well, I'm reading the main, and and that's that's pretty damn good so far. Uh, I'm liking the overall story. I'm two issues into that. I haven't read issue three yet. I've read. Uh, what have I read? I've read uh, the Planet Hulk, which was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Actually, the the Captain America story that they're that they're telling in it is is pretty pretty damn good. Uh, I just got my shipment from DCBS like a few days ago, so I haven't actually got it in a chance to read what's in there. But I have Old Man Logan ready to be read, um, Guardians of Nowhere, and I. Th- a few others. Uh, oh, uh, Years of Future Past I have. Plus I also have Inferno and uh, Future Imperfect mm. all in my pile to be read. So I'll, I'll, I'll probably, the next time we record, Brent, I'll have okay. more information on how I feel about those because uh, I still got a decent backlog and I'm still reading Red Player One and that's the most focus I have on, on uh, reading right, right now. Yeah, I'm just curious because like I read... A lot of the convergence month one issues, mm-hmm. and then when it came came time to month two, I was I largely didn't care. Yeah. Like they came, they came, they went. I was like, oh, did I want to read that? I, I read a couple of the number twos, like yeah. Shadow of the Bat was totally crap. Um, <laughs> big surprise, I know. Yeah, but it was just like, you know, it was like they weren't going anywhere. They're it's kind of like a total letdown. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of times where I was reading a, or even skimming an issue two, going, "What? Wait, what is the point of this whole event now?" Like, <laughs> and it's like, "Oh yeah, they're moving the offices." Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ultimate End. I read too. By the way, I did actually read Ultimate End, and uh, that was good. But I'm on the camp that this is neither the six one six nor the Ultimate Universe. It's Battle right. World, of course. Yeah. Something else. Yeah, something else. But no, dude. Uh, so. So I'm just weary of all this Secret War stuff because yeah. we know that it's not really going to matter. I mean... Well, part of it is. Like, it I, may matter more right. than Convergence does. This is going to matter more in, for certain titles, not for all. Um, like, for instance, we know that Old Man Logan is going to have a place in the Marvel Universe after this. So it, it'd be good to follow the Old Man Logan series just so you can you know, see where the character is going to go. Weird World, I know, is going to have a lot to do with the new uh, Doctor Strange series, which was just announced. But, <laughs> yeah, Jason Aaron on and Chris uh, Bacallo, like, boom, take my money, just take it, because that's that's a given. Guardians of Nowhere, I have a feeling will have at least a little bit to do with Guardians of the Galaxy to come, and some of these X books too might have more to do than we're going to think in the long run. But I, I can understand where you're coming from, man. Like, this is very much a nostalgia trip as much as it is, you know, Secret Wars tie-ins. 
So mm. I, I guess I'll I guess I'll know by the time I'm done with you know issue one of all these series what what I actually really think and whether I want to continue with issue two. Well, like the X Men stuff specifically, like there's so many X Men books there are on Secret Wars and like the the at least if I'm bleeding cool, the rumor is that they're going to end up on their own planet. Yeah. Now I'm reading the Uncanny Avengers. Mm-hmm. The Remender X Men crossover book, or what is that? What that is? Uh, Uncanny they Avengers. They relaunched it after Axis. Yeah, it's st- it's still pretty much the you know Avengers team with some X Men on it. The Unity right. Initiative so, team. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's got Daniel Acuna on art and stuff like that. Yeah. So they're fighting the evolutionary, super evolutionary, or whatever. High evolutionary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that guy. But they're on Counter Earth, which is complete <laughs> opposite in Earth's orbit. Oh, so God. and there's God like a it. bunch of mutants. There's a bunch of bestials, high evolutionary mutants the be- over there. Oh you're, my God. You're, you're not making me want to read this second series of Spider. Of, is Spider-Man no, Unlimited? It's it's, it's not it fantastic. Yes, it's it's not fantastic. But I'm kind of wondering if that's going to end up being the X-Men planet. It could be. Um, there's also some talk that, I mean, at least this is what Bleeding Cole said: is that there was like a planet of X-Men in the Guardians in the year 3000. So it's possible this might just be the beginning of that, like them going off into their own thing. I think it's complete horseshit to split them off like this, and that this is definitely from up high if they do wind up doing this, because this is doing what they did the Fantastic Four. This is separating them from the rest of the universe so that because we don't have their the rights to their movies anymore, we don't give a shit about them uh, having to do with our Marvel universe. So I'm hoping that's not actually true, because I think it's just crap. No more mutants. Yeah. No more mutants. Oh, you, you know what else was really good, Brent? I read A Force number one, and that was really good. Uh, another G. Willow Wilson book with uh, She Hulk and a whole bunch of other female uh, Marvel characters in that there. That has about as much appeal to me as the female X Men title did. Yes, is... I, I can tell because Brent Cassini doesn't like women. Um, let's. Uh... <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I know. True. I know it's not true, but it's funny every time you say you don't like a female driven. I'm, it, it's, is it my fault if I'm not invested in those characters at all? Well, look, I mean, I, I would say give it a shot first. I mean, did you have you read a She-Hulk comic? Yes, I have. I've read the slot, the newest ones, uh-huh. and I have read the slot stuff, and I enjoy the slot stuff. Well, did not enjoy the soul stuff. It's too wordy for me. Well, this is this is not that. This is this is very much a a uh, almost like an Avengers team. You know, it, right now it's set in the the Secret Wars world, but they're banded together to protect their part of of the war world. And Miss America Chavez does something stupid and throws somebody into one of the other war, uh, parts of the world, and she winds up getting banished. And essentially, it's, it's She-Hulk's decision to, you know, let's go get her uh, after this. And it, it was it was well done, and uh, the art on it was also terrific. I think it's Adrian Alfano on art, if I remember correctly. So it's 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 worth your time if you just want some good old fashioned like you know Avengers style action going on, and they just happen to be all women, just happen to be coincidence. Sure. Yeah, Brandon, what have you been reading? Uh, not much. Unfortunately, I'm still six months behind everybody else because I'm yeah. reading Unlimited. Mm-hmm. I tried going with Convergence and Divergence, and it's like uh, no. What about Insurgence or Excursions? Excursions? No. 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 What about excretions? Excretions? Excruciating pain, yes. When I read those books, yes. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, I, 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 
there were issues here and there which I liked mm-hmm. from Convergence. Yeah, uh, I like I like the Matrix Supergirl. Oh yeah, for first issue that was great. Ambush Bug. Uh, yes, yeah. that was that was pretty awesome. I liked the Flash. I thought it was a pretty interesting direction. I liked the Flash uh, or Speed Force. I'm sorry, Speed Force. Yeah, is that, is that one with Jay and Irie? Uh yeah, yeah. I, I like that one. Mm-hmm. I liked. I thought the Adam was interesting. I got to read that one. Yeah. You know, he can only grow his hand. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I liked also... Um, Superman was excellent. Superman, uh, the, the... Yeah, but the the pre-Flashman Superman one, though. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah I like that one. Yeah, the one written by Dan Jurgens with art with a beautiful art by Lee Weeks. Right, because I like the fact that he became, he became in a sense, Batman, which, which, he had, which he had to. That, right. that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And there was one other I really enjoyed. The um, Adventures of Superman I read was so was, was pretty good too. That was the pre-crisis uh, Superman and Supergirl. So that's the is that like Kara like Kara Zor L yeah Kara, Kara Zor L yeah Head, headband headband okay yeah and there was one other I was reading which I dug too. Um, did you read Parallax Green Green Lantern Parallax? I thought yeah I did. I read the one that I thought was okay. It wasn't particularly my cup of tea. I like Kyle. I like Kyle. You know, I love Kyle also too, but I mean, just just didn't grab me. Kyle's great. Superboy, Superboy, I liked. I don't think I I didn't read that one. You got to read that, dude. Come on, man. As a young Justice guy like you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And there was one other. I was about to say what you, but you distracted from it. I I, I thought those. I overall, I liked the idea that was almost like a fifth week event. Just uh, just shit execution, unfortunately. It's just they're all throwaway. Yeah, they're all throwaway. Yeah, and, like me, even with fifth, even with fifth week events, they were all throwaways in the first place, though. Mm-hmm. But you know, you're, there's a little bit more love behind it. Yeah, this just felt like, oh, we're moving. So here is some books we're gonna slap together. You get this book here. You get this book here. Here's your artist. Well, Go do this book. You just actually described the exact concept they came up with in the in the war room for DC. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 that's what it felt like too. It just felt like, oh, yeah, okay, uh, how you doing? Then the deal here. Uh, you got a book here. You got a book here. You got a book here. Hey, Jardis, go my, go talk to him. My favorite thing about knowing you as long as I have now, Brandon, is that your Didio has not changed in the last you know six years. <laughs> it's still terrible. It's still awful. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what he sounds like. That in my head, that's what he sounds like. Hey, do I'm Dan Didio. Dan, Dan Didio here. You no see Dan, Dan Didio. You go. What you need to do to get a good Dan Didio is you need to go Yo- Yogi we Bear. We met him. We met him. We met him. We met him at MegaCon. We interviewed him and all. Yes. Hey, uh, this is Dan DeDio. Uh, things are going to be great, uh, except uh, we're not going to do any of the things that you want us to do. Next question. Well, See, Nightwing- that sounds like Dan DeDio. Will <laughs> Nightwing survive? Uh, yes and no. Next question. Green Lantern. Will he still be green? Actually, he's going to be purple. Next question. Oh, that's, oh I hear that in my nightmares. <laughs> Doss, you been reading anything good? Um, not too much. Uh, the only thing I'm actually kind of caught up now uh, with, I think the recent issue just came out, was Jem. Ooh, Jem is excitement. Ooh, yes, Jem is outrageous. The movie looks great. Fuck you. <laughs> Screw <laughs> you. Fuck you. <laughs> Screw you hard. That, don't even mention that movie in our presence. That, that was the actually probably the most trolly thing Brent has ever said on this show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's true. You know that's not true. Yeah, right. Fine. I, I, you you were there. You, you, anybody who listened to the uh, the best of uh, 2014 knows that he said more trolly things. But oh yes. god, yes. Yeah. 
And mind you, I I cut out some of the more uh, uh, horrid things that were said in that episode. So that's you listeners, what, that's be why watching. Donovan is still my friend. The last episode, <laughs> yeah. he was like, oh yes, yes. I was like, sorry, and he's like, huh? Yeah. I was like, oh right. What, what do you what do you Editing. think? What do you, what do you think of the comic, Dust? Because I've heard uh, actually some people I know like it, and others see that say that it's a little lacking. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying it. Some of the character designs are can be a little radical, mm. but um, whereas the classic cartoon was very cookie cutter in their character designs, right. um, this spares no expense at showing that you know the characters come in every shape and form, mm-hmm. which I can really appreciate, especially when nowadays you know half of these characters are based off of porn stars, right. Um, Greg, Greg, Greg the, Land said what? Uh, I said, yeah, look, look, look at you, porn face. <laughs> the the story's building, um, but I'm definitely enjoying it more than I had expected to. Mm-hmm. It's very, like, social media, you know, internet age based. Okay. Like press. But not, press. but not in a way where oh. it's, it's beating you with it. Okay. Cool. It, it seems to come natural. How's so, the art? So, how's the art? I enjoy it. It's bright. It's colorful. I I love that type of color palette when it comes to things. Nice. So so it's like the Babstar Batgirl book, only probably done right. Maybe only I, probably I, done right. Wow. So Brandon's another tar hater. No, not not at all. Not at all. I I just feel that being beat over the head that Batgirl is you know a you know that she lives in a cell phone age just kind of mm-hmm. being being beat over the head with it it just doesn't work for me that's why I dropped uh, the Titans also too that just yeah. didn't work for me also because you said her name Babstar I finally read something that I should have read 10 years ago same in Powers Volume 1 wow yep really mm-hmm yep did you, read the, did you read the hardcover or the soft cover? A soft cover. Uh, I I got it from the library. Uh, I read uh, the first six issues, and I'm now on volume two of uh, Powers, uh, which is role play uh, directly uh, afterwards. Right along, also or no? Uh, I think that's in the hardcover that I have because uh, for some reason uh, the the MYPL has volumes one and two in soft cover, and then they have the hardcover, which is the next twelve issues after that. Mm-hmm. So I picked up the first issue, the first volume. And you know it's it's okay. It's not mind blowing. It's not great, but I can definitely see why people were attracted to powers back then. Um, and I can see why people prefer this to the PlayStation version because hot damn is it different? Yeah, oh my, I told I said it before when we did the review of the first episode. It is completely different from yeah. the show. Yeah, like base did base character. Did that show end up? done is it that finished it is done first season is done and it got renewed for season two how was the first season overall we have not finished it yet we're still three episodes or four episodes uh from ending it uh, by by the time uh the like as that was being released there was so much shit to watch on television and we were out of town for a bit that we're still catching up on on some non uh, dvr stuff game and, of thrones yeah game Flash. of thrones we're caught up on you don't have to Flash, worry about that. Arrow, Game of Thrones. What else was there? Caught up on, caught up on Arrow. Caught up on Flash. Caught up on Game of Thrones. Caught up on uh, Silicon Valley. A bunch of other shows, but Powers is not high on my list to finish. I mean, I'm gonna finish it. It's just we're probably when we're done with Vikings, I'll go back to uh, 
I'll go back. Oh, to I never the finished Vikings this season. But we're four episodes in. Yeah. Okay, you're about right. I think I stopped at four or five. Okay. Did, did you get to the massacre of the like like the massacre of the village? Yeah, where they came into Ragnar's village. Yeah. The uh the, the and one in- uh, the blob shows up. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. All right. Cool. But yeah, no, I and, and you know what? Even there were parts of this first volume where the art is very hard to follow. Uh, specifically with that news crawl on the bottom. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what to read when. Oh, or the, or the part where What's the Face comes in and uh, uh, at the very end, the volume one. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, where what's, what's, what the hell's his name? Johnny. Uh, you talking about Johnny or are you talking about somebody else? The the armored character. Oh, like, him. Okay. Yeah. Ha- hammer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, tri- a trip hammer. Trip hammer. Yeah. When he yeah. when he comes in, and it's just that random one page splash, and it just throws you off the rest of the book also too. Well, I. It wasn't even that though. It was the the crawl of the news uh, of the you know television news on the bottom. Like I had mm-hmm. to I had to read all the pages and then go back to the to the news crawl because it just it it didn't make sense for me to read it any other way. So that that was that was I guess my main problem with it. Um, but you know other than that, it, the, the story itself is is interesting enough, and I'm I'm curious to see where it goes from here. I know that there's you know plenty to read. So three volumes, I think now. Uh, yeah, I think we're on, we are on volume three of Powers now. No, I mean three volumes of. Oh, are, like, yeah, they've relaunched it like four or five different times. Yeah, really. Yeah, so we'll 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 see if I, how long I go with this. I don't think I'm going to walk and get it and you know catch entirely up. But you know, it's nice to read at least a little bit of it. I am reading Sandman though. Uh, I I still am. I think I'm only like four volumes in. But I'm I'm reading that, and plus I got Lucifer the first twelve issues of that, and I got to read that. There's another show loyal to the comic. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> you know why does every show have to be a detective show? I Zombie. I Zombie's great. It's not the comic. No, it's not. But it's, it, not, it's good though. It's yeah. quirky, like like it's quirky like the comic though. It's quirky in different ways than the comic because the uh, the comic is is closer to Scooby Doo than it is to a, de- a detective show. It's like Buffy or zombies, though. Yeah, sort of. Dude, I still feel like it's Veronica Mars with zombies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Good same creator, so yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I finished that, that first season. I liked, I liked the finale a lot, actually. That, that was a good place to end it. Yeah. I didn't realize that Rose McIver was the girl from, uh, the young girl from Masters of Sex. I did not was, notice uh, that into either. the doctor and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I did not notice that either until I looked up looked her up on IMDb and I was like, damn, wow, that's a transformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You put clothes on, hey, <laughs> go, fig- go figure. Well, what other than convergence have you been reading, Brent? Um, I read some of the DCU stuff to talk, go back to them. Um, Batman, still quality. Yeah, definitely keep up with that. Commissioner Gordon bot. Yeah, but, it was uh, interesting. Bat Bunny. So there's an actual um, there's an actual different bat suit underneath the robot, which is kind of cool. Which I was it's happy Batman to see. Beyondish. Yeah, I, I like the look of that. Yeah, that was neat. And um, gosh, what was it? Uh, I read the Super Action Comics issue. It's kind of weird. Superman is like almost depowered, but not quite. Okay, so he's sort of so, like Golden Age level. Like even less. Okay. Like, so- like, like new, he can do the leaps and bounds, but he his strength is greatly depreciated. 
Um, he doesn't have invulnerable skin. Mm-hmm. Like he, you know, in the so what's weird in some of these is like the preview stories, those eight pages that were in the Convergence. Yeah, they're not reprint. They're not portions of these books that have come out. Right. So like in the preview story, and I think it was in the Divergence one. His Kate, his uh, costume gets ripped away from him in the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, this is all Aaron Cooter art, which is I love him. Yeah, and um, so now he has the shreds of what was what he kept, what he was able to hold on to from the fortress, and he wraps those around his knuckles to punch people because he's no longer invulnerable. Hmm. Like his cape is invulnerable, but his knuckles are not. Interesting. So that's kind of weird, and he rides a motorcycle. Of course. Richie Vaughn. <laughs> because, because who doesn't ride a motorcycle at this point? Right. So it's kind of like, I mean, I, I still kind of think of Superman grounded when he walks across America. Oh, God, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, look, but man, I mean. He's not walking. He's riding a bike. But he's still like, uh, oh, but he's, he's actually having troubles. He's, but he's coming like, to America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's oh my god, Today. he's no, Bruce Springsteen man. He, he, no, he's Lorenzo Lawrence in Renegade. Oh god, holy shit! <laughs> that's that's a reference to pull out, man. Uh, that's what I do. That's what I'm here for. Lorenzo Lawless. I'm a judge. God. Well, uh, I forget the action comics. That's the one that Greg Pack is writing, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. That's a, a very good title in general. Gotcha. And Super, Superman is, is is Gene Yang. Yeah, and JRJR now. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, let me let me know when you get a chance to reading the uh, the Gene Yang Superman uh, what you think of it because uh, that that looks that looks like it could be something that I I could definitely pick up and trade. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I also read the um, Batman Superman issue. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the Superman solicits, they all say they're part of this truth storyline. Yeah. But they they're not they're they don't interconnect <laughs> okay. like uh, action comics does not lead into Batman Superman mm-hmm. does not lead into Superman um, uh, the general theme is yes Superman is depowered yeah so all this is happening at the same time but it's not running like Superman Doomed was right. Uh, last year or whatever i've got two jokes in me by the way since you said truth uh so i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna put them both uh, up up for grabs here you let me know which one is better and i'll use that one in the future uh one so truth is the storyline where superman stops smoking right all right and then there's so truth is the storyline where we find out that there's a black superman right <laughs> the second one all right thank you all right, good. <laughs> i don't get the smoking one the truth campaign what? Come because on! This is worse than cat piss. The weed one? <laughs> no, the smoking one. Where like, I I promise to be beholden to you whenever you want. Every time you smoke a cigarette, it's like signing a, a contract away for your life. What? Do you not get truth ads in uh, in Florida? No, you don't have cable. <laughs> so <laughs> the only ads I get are what Hulu decides to show me. All right, fine. So all right, I'll go. I'll go with joke number two because because that's. That's that's biting. Yes. All right. Good. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's that's pretty much all all she wrote here. Unless anybody's well, got something else that, uh, that they want to bring up, Brandon. Doctor Strange. Oh yeah. Right. Oh my God. Really. Really. What? That, what the uh, the. What the, about it? What about J- Jason Aaron, uh, Chris Bacalo, or that it started filming Shooting in London? Uh, that that they have a Baron Mordo. Oh, they do. I didn't yes. hear that. 
She was in Age of, Age of War. Oh, yes, I did hear that. Sorry. Red, Red Band, the right. bad guy from Serenity. Yeah. Basically, they didn't choose him for Black Panther, so they gave him something else. Well, yeah. speaking of Black Panther. Yeah. Ava DuVernay. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Directing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I, yeah. That's not confirmed, varying, Yeah. Yeah, that's not confirmed. I, I, I thought it was. Oh, it's not? Yeah, it, it, it came from a, a Marvel fan site that they quote-unquote got an exclusive, but it has not been confirmed by Marvel yet. Things are looking up, though. So hopefully that will be confirmed sometime soon because that would be a fucking perfect director for Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I read something that I, I think uh, Kevin Feige himself said that we have met with her. Um, she is helping us craft this universe, but we still don't have a director. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll, we'll see if maybe they have one in the next uh, couple of weeks because uh, I know Doc Strange is filming first. Right. So hurry up, please. Yeah. Um, I mean, honest, I, I think I think that Age of War could be a very good Baron Mordo. Yeah, yeah, he definitely is. I mean, Mordo isn't really a sympathetic villain. But but he's not black. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, neither, neither was the King either too. And Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, and, and but, ne- neither was Heimdall. Yeah. <laughs> well, from from what I've been hearing, it sounds like Mordo is maybe more in line with the Ultimate or the the animated. It Feature might, Mordo? I think it might actually be the animated. Which I, I, I can get behind that also, too. Yeah. Way, wayward student goes rogue, you know? Hey, I, yeah. I, I love that animated Doctor Strange movie there. Oh, so do I. It's, a great, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back on it, it's not my favorite. It's, it's better than the Iron Man. It's better oh, than, yeah. It's better, oh, it's my better God, than, that Iron Man was awful. It's better, it's better than Ultimate Avengers 2 also, as well. <laughs> oh, and one. And one. Shit. Yeah. God, I, I remember my view, my review of that original uh, Ultimate Avengers movie. You know when I saw that movie, the first New York Comic Con. Oh, oh, uh, you can't come in New York Comic Con. Yeah, you can't come in here New York Comic Con. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I w- that was back when I was still recording on a mini disc player. Oh my God! And uh, it was for Geek Speak because Comic Timing oh. didn't exist yet. The what? Ge- Geek Speak. Remember that what? show I used to do? Oh, the never finished. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> and I, I remember the thing that stuck out the most for me about Ultimate Avengers was how they got as many voice actors that sounded like more expensive voice actors as they could find. Oh, the, especially the, especially the one for Iron Man too. The one for the one for Nick Fury. Oh God, it was um. Who was it for Nick Fury? Um, I don't remember offhand, but it it was it sounded just like John uh, John Stewart voice. Like was the guy, it, was, the guy was, was doing Lamar? his best. Uh, yeah, it sounded just like Phil Lamar, but it wasn't. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up right now. Was it was it, it Tommy McBride? Uh, no, he does it in no. in uh, in uh, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, Ultimate, yeah, yeah. Let's see, Ultimate Avengers. I'm bringing it up right now. 2006. I didn't realize they came out the same year. Ultimate Avengers, mm-hmm. Ultimate Avengers two. Yeah, which tell you something right there. Writers: Brian Hitch. Comic book and characters. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, the voice of Nick Fury was Andre Ware. Really? Yeah. Nolan North was Giant Man and Hank Pym, so he's the, I guess, probably the, the most... The, the big name. Yeah, the big name uh, there. Uh, Mike War- Mark Warden was the voice of Iron Man in that. And I have no oh, idea who that is. Olivia Diaba was also in there as well. Yeah. Yeah, so it. But Andre Ware, really? Yeah, Andre Ware. 
but he was okay. doing his he was doing his worst Phil Lamar impersonation. Because <sighs> like the entire time I'm sitting there thinking, oh wow, they got Phil Lamar, that's awesome, and then like I see the credits, I'm like, what? So go figure. All right, we've we've been recording now about an hour. So I think that about two hours. I keep doing that. Why do I keep doing an hour instead of two hours? Well, whatever. I said it again. Uh, anybody got any final words they want to throw in there? Uh, final things we didn't cover? Anything? I think that's about it. All right, cool. Well, uh, Das, you got anything you want to promote? Um, well, I, I did have a little uh, Doctor Doom video. I, it took me quite some time to create. I, I put that up a couple months ago. Nice. Uh, Doctor Doom the humble sovereign's guide to world domination. Okay. Um, you, you could find, I think you can find it on my website, www.adosbaron.com mm-hmm. or YouTube search just Das Baron for the channel. Uh, I have a couple of other things dealing with doom, mm-hmm. uh, in the future. Hopefully I can get something in time for that movie that we don't speak of. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope, well, th- I hear that's going direct to video. <laughs> <laughs> We can hope. Yeah. <laughs> and then I may be, or he may be teaming up with another nerd supervillain when it comes to uh, RetroCon in the fall. Cool. What's your, what's your Twitter? At uh, Atos Baron, all one word. Cool. And uh, Brandon, you got anything? Oh, wait, no, you don't, because that podcast never happened. Well, actually, now that we have a space to record now, we got <laughs> yeah. a studio. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Oh. You just got to get your ass over here. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll shake my ass over there anytime I want. But yeah, um, uh, other than that, uh, I'm on Meerkat now, also too as well. Nice. I'm going to try that format out. See if I can do like little updates here and there. Uh, Matata. Exactly. Yes. What a wonderful phrase. Yeah, I'm also on Periscope as well. All at the Debadon. T h e d a b b a d o n. That also happens to be your Twitter handle. Yes, that's correct. What a also And also my blog on on Tumblr. Geekcenter.tumblr.com. Very cool. Casita, you put out a bullets. We did. Jim and I did an E3 analysis and discussion. Ooh. Gears of War beta. Destiny talk. It's great. Or did, Listen did, to it. Did you talk about that backwards compatibility and how it's going to change the world? We did. Yeah. I don't know about change the world, but. <laughs> They're so sad. Oh, I one, quick, one quick thing about that, okay? Yeah. Screw you, Microsoft. Screw <laughs> you. No, here's the thing, okay? Last and year, it gives e- you a reason to upgrade now. Come on. Last year at E3, they said, if you want to not fully dive in to the full Microsoft experience, buy an Xbox 360. No, that was two E3s ago. That was when Don Magic was still running things. He's an idiot. He's yes, he an is. idiot. Hey, hey, yes, he hey, is. hey, hey, Brent. <laughs> hey, Brandon and Brent. Remember how Xbox also said that you would need a always-on connection and all this other stuff that they didn't wind up doing with the... Uh, you know, DRM and shit. Remember that? Because people bitched and moan about it and said, hey, you know what? Maybe you don't need an Xbox Connect on all the time. Yeah. I'm just pissed off that they're taking away a lot of the features from the Xbox One, which I thought were going to be pretty freaking cool. Yeah, and- I know. But people bitch, people moan. So it goes. But yeah, that's that's up. And uh, yeah, I actually, I'm actually going to listen to that on the way to work tomorrow. High five. Cool. For those of you who have not listened to episode 171 of Comic Timing yet, I would highly suggest that. Uh, Chris and I, uh, that's our American Comics for Manga Fans panel that we did at uh, Anime Next, which is also good for uh, people who just are not that uh, into current comics and want to catch themselves up. 
So if you happen to listen to this show and maybe you're looking for some good suggestions, I posted the PDF of our presentation to the Comic Timing page, and it's also in the show notes for that episode. But uh, go ahead and check that out and uh, let me know what you guys think. Plus, it had our our general thoughts on uh, Special Edition NYC and Anime Next on there, too. So give it a listen if you have not done so. And uh, we're, uh, yet again, sponsored by DCBS Discount Comic Service at dcbservice.com. 50% off of Marvel and DC hardcovers and trades. 40% off of Marvel, DC, Image, and Dark Horse single issues. And use the Comicsology storefront to save yourself extra moolah. And that is that. Das, thanks for having you, man. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. All right. And uh, you've officially gone from listener to participant. Score. And Brandon, fix that mic. Yeah, and whatever you do, don't lose this episode like my first episode on Comic Timing. Yeah, yeah. Um, just for that, I'm going to somehow pull the plug right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and Brent, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to make this uh, slightly more regular than once a month uh, in July because I think I'm slightly more available. Did he disappear? Probably. Oh, eh. my God. Come here. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was about to say. I, I, Behold. Just, just, just for old times' sake. <laughs> disappearing when talked to. <laughs> uh, an episode where it doesn't happen. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. At least he didn't fall asleep. That's that's. Brent, Brent, Brent. Wake up, Brent. Brent, Brent. The college days. Well, that's that, folks. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Uh, maybe there'll be uh, further content uh, other than comic timing straight up. Oh, uh, you know what? I just remembered. Um, check out uh, the comic timing page uh, for both the Facebook video and I'll also probably post a YouTube to it. I just did an unboxing of my second Marvel Collector Core box, uh, and I'll be posting that to YouTube, and uh, you guys can check it out as well if you're curious what was in the Ant-Man box that just came out from Marvel Collector Core. We got it, and we unboxed it. So that'll be up by the time this episode is up. So check that out. How much are those? I believe they're 20 or 25 a box. I forget. Uh, they're, they're cheaper if you sign up for a full year, but we haven't done that yet. Um, you know what? I'm going to look it up right now, actually, before this episode's over. I thought there were 30. I'm, I'm looking it up. Chris pays for it, so I don't. I don't actually know. Uh, let's, let's see. All right. Uh, yeah, the the Hulkbuster was really damn awesome. This this box uh, came with uh, all all Ant Man related stuff, including an Ant Man shirt that I'm probably gonna wear on a regular basis. Uh, Scott, Scott, I want you to be the Ant Man. Do we have to call it that? Uh, Twenty five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 25 bucks. Uh, the quote unquote hero program is 150 for the year. So you're actually saving a decent amount. Mm-hmm. So there you go. All right. Email address is comic timing at gmail.com. Uh, Facebook.com slash comic timing for all of your comic timing stuff. We're proud members of the Comics Podcast Network over comicspodcast.com and the League of Comic Book Podcasts over comicbooknoise.com slash league. And if you're one of the five people who still leave iTunes reviews, please leave us an iTunes review for old time's sake, because I haven't mentioned that in about 20 episodes. So, for Doss, for Brandon, for Brent, I'm Ian Levestein, reminding you that there's always time for comics, and there are no strings on me. Boy, they... Well, am. <laughs>
I got no strings to hold you. That was still creepy as fuck. Which one? All of it. Oh, that, oh just that whole scene, though. Yeah. And then the castle is like, uh, and then that gravitas from his voice is, yeah. oh my god. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like sex. Oh, god. I'll, I'll point out, by the way, that Captain America the Winter Soldier is an hour and 16 minutes. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, two hours and 16 minutes. <laughs> Why did I say an hour? Yeah, sorry. She is uh, uncaring about her niece and nephew. And That's they're both boys. Nephews. Sorry, right, nephews. Sorry, in my head, they were. it was a, it was a niece and nephew, which I would, would have rather it have been. Um, but... <laughs> what's, what's, what's his new book going to be called now? Um, Batman, um... Oh, yeah. Uh, Holy War? Yeah. Third Reich? Or- the Third Reich. Yeah. Third Reich, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, God. Wait, was it was it Third Reich? Sorry, it's, it's Dark Knight. Uh, Three. Uh, something like The Master Race. That's what it Master is. Master Race, the yeah. The Master Race, yeah. Yeah, which, you know, the Jew in me thinks it's going to be a terrific comic, and I need to pick it up immediately. <laughs> nice, wholesome fun. Yeah. All right, well, minus, minus the 16 minutes where we were trying to get uh, a hold of you, Miranda, that was about two hours, so that's... Hey, guys, can you hear me? Can you hear me, guys? We, can still, hear me couldn't, guys? we still can't hear you. 